Hi you guys, my name is Juwan Hakeem and today I have the pleasure of helping a friend of mine, Dr. Darlene Turner. Say hello to the people. Darlene. Hello. <laughs> um, it's been a pleasure to um, help you in this issue on just letting your subscribers get to know you a yes. little bit yes. inside the counselor. So um, it's humbling for me to to be able to lead you in this interview mm -hmm. um, so your, your subscribers can get that those juicy details so we what we're gonna do on this episode you guys is we're gonna basically walk through um, Darlene's life and what led her to here real quick for you guys so you guys can get inside so Darlene it's okay if we jump right off yes absolutely go? let's go all right cool so first um can you just give us a quick overview of just like your childhood and your upbringing within, yeah. your, within your household yeah absolutely my childhood was good I was actually born and raised in Des Moines Iowa believe it or not mm -hmm. I am one of four so I have three other siblings um, I was raised um, old school where, you know, you could play outside until the outside light came on. So that's mm. probably going to give you guys my age a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> so I was raised, exactly. I was raised during a season where there was a lot of social interaction. Mm -hmm. uh, there was uh, uh, typewriters. There wasn't uh, really a lot of laptops or um, iPads, mm -hmm. you know, there was an old school thick phone book, <laughs> yeah. you know, the one yeah. that we had back in the day. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of the air in which I was raised in. And so I'm very grateful because I really believed I learned how to use my imagination. I learned how to just socialize more. Nice. Um, I think that that is an art that is uh, missing in today's generation. Mm -hmm. um, and not that people don't um, interact, but uh, we can interact in so many other ways uh, versus face-to-face. -face. So yes. I did a lot of that. So I had a really good childhood in that way. Mm, nice. I'm jealous of the, <laughs> of the era that you grew up in. I always tell people we need to get back. Yes, to, absolutely. To getting off these phones and that That's right. That's and right. Connect. But um, let's, let's, let's jump into high school. Okay. Can you kind of walk us through what high school was like for you coming up? Yeah. Yeah, high school was also good for me as well. But, you know, I will say that one thing that was a little bit tough is that the grade school and the middle school that I went to, uh, we end up moving after middle school. So I end up having to go to a completely new high mm. school. So all my friends were at one high school and I literally had to start all the way over when I got to high school. So hard to make which friends. Which is so hard to make friends because you have people who have already had established uh, friendships with people since preschool mm -hmm. um, and so that was a challenge uh, for me um, I made it through I always say no matter what you go through it really does make who you are today um, and so I kind of had to uh, kind of go through that uh, kind of find my way um, and I just feel like I'm better because of it you know not mm. bitter but better because of it so it, it was all good um, I still, my old friends and I would still keep in touch, but mm -hmm. it's nothing like going to the same school, um, altogether. So yeah. So overall, um, high school was good for me. It was good. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, that's tough. Transitioning. I know, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Tough. Yeah. Um, but you got the skills and equipment with communication. Exactly. To do it. So exactly. It's, it's scary too, to start. It's true. <laughs> it really is true. Cause you do learn to, I think I did learn to, Establish what my likes were, my mm -hmm. dislikes, my faith a bit mm -hmm. more. 
um, and it really did kind of create uh, who more of I wanted to be opposed to nice. the people that I was hanging out with nice. before. Yeah, so. you kind of change your environment. Yeah, so actually, hello, exactly, hell, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It really does. That's, it really that's does. key. Yes, your environment is so key. Exactly. Um, so, so can you give us a, what was the impact your parents had on you while inside of the home? Yeah, um, you know, wow, you know, um, before I said I was raised old school. Well, you know, my parents uh, was raised old school as well. So because of that, I grew up where um, there was a saying with old school is that your word was your bond and that was everything. Mm -hmm. So my my father was um, someone who uh, really did expect you to the old school call it hustle mm. um and so uh, absolutely and so i was raised where and this is not a bad thing i was raised where i will never forget my uh um my dad would say things like um you know he expect all of us to pitch in around the house <laughs> around the community and all that kind of stuff and my dad both my parents were individually business owners as mm. well and so i we grew up helping in that, those environment at the time, um, my parents are pastors today, but back in the day, day my dad owned a car dealership and my mom mm -hmm. owned a boutique shop. And so I'll never forget, uh, I would have to go after school during the summer times to help out with mm -hmm. my dad. And so um, I said to my dad, you know, well, you know, you never told me how much you were going to pay me. Mm. And so he said, um, what do you mean pay you? And I said, <laughs> uh, pay me. And he said, uh, well, do you eat? And I said, yes, sir. He said, okay, that's your pay. That's your pay. <laughs> that's your pay. So we was expected to serve. Mm. That was the word in the home we were expected to. So when customers came in, um, at my dad's, uh, car dealership, I had to go serve coffee. I had to wipe up after people. I had mm. to clean bathrooms. I had to do whatever the need was. But I really do um, appreciate that because, again, it was about the hustle. It was about the social interaction. It was about the customer uh, mm -hmm. having the experience. And I feel like, again, that is something that I appreciate. I also was raised where um, my mom was... Uh, my mom was a, a major woman of God. Mm -hmm. She grew up in the Kojic Church, the Church of God in Christ. And mm. so there were, uh, she grew up in a strict environment. So there were three girls uh, and one boy in terms of my siblings. And so my mama raised, uh, I said she raised us right in mm. that we were, um, it, we had a lot of expectations mm. that was put on us. And some at the time we thought were okay. Others we didn't, we didn't, we didn't like, agree but with. Exactly, we didn't agree <laughs> with. But I think what I loved is that uh, it helps you form a little bit more of who you are in your own faith. Yes. Um, and so um, my dad was also, uh, he really did help us to learn a lot about um, it's what you do is not what you say mm. and that people form uh, opinions about who you are about that. And so that was a blessing. And it wasn't about perfection. It was just really about establishing, you know, whatever your hustle was, whatever your uh, heart's desire was and grinding it. Mm -hmm. And um, you would work during the hours where sometimes people were out playing. Yeah. But if you wanted to uh, advance in whatever you wanted to do, you had to put the work in. Yeah. And so um, doing the behind the scenes work was normal. Uh, doing the 12 hour days mm -hmm. we talked about before was normal. Um, and so it what you, my dad never really uh, patted himself on the back, which was crazy. He just, w whenever he would succeed, 
uh, he would just go to the next, mm. you know, th- success. Yeah. And so that was something uh, that I really appreciated. So whenever he was honored in the community, uh, he never said, hey, you know, come on Tuesday at 7 p.m. I'm going to be honored. It was my mom who said, hey, did you know your dad's going to be honored? So, no, he never mm. he never talked about that yeah. stuff. He just was always on his grind. Mm. So I really do. That's appre- very good to right? see. Yeah, I really do appreciate. Uh, he just was uh, a man of his word. And he definitely um, was uh, of someone who the community, even today, he has great, great, great favor with many people. But I just really believe mm-hmm. is that uh, if someone asked him to do something, he would just do it. Um, and that's what he taught us. He taught us by demonstration. Mm-hmm. And likewise did my mom with being a Christian woman. So I'm very grateful for my for experience sure. growing up, for sure. Yeah, um, Sounds like they had a... Huge impact on you, and it's absolutely uh, in every way. Absolutely, yeah, Yeah. and and that's important. Like I think, um, to just hearing your your parents' story in your life. Yes, we need to get back to that. That's right, culture as well. And I think that'll stop a lot of problems in the world just by parenting. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so what are you? What are some things you found joy in during the time at home, and also in the time now? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I find joy in my family you know i've been mm-hmm. married for um almost 29 years and mm-hmm. i also find a lot Wait, of joy we get, uh, hand claps for that <laughs> 29 yeah. yeah and so um and then i find a lot of joy in my our son we mm. have one child um he'll be a senior in college um in the fall awesome. and as a parent you know we were talking about this before too you know there's nothing more as a parent uh, that you want than to see your child supersede mm-hmm. everything that that you have done and so i think my my joy comes in mm-hmm. watching all the success that god has blessed him in uh that he is still a man of faith a believer and he's doing his thing mm-hmm. and there's nothing more that uh joy that i get um in uh in seeing him grow i also get a lot of joy it sounds really you know probably weird for some but I get such a joy of seeing other people grow. Mm. Uh, I don't know what it is. I think it's that mentorship Mm. that uh, old school did for me. Mm -hmm. I would not be where I am today. I had, uh, I grew up uh, old school again, where it was more community based. So I had a lot of mamas. (laughs) I had a lot of aunties, a lot of daddies Uh in in growing up uh, uh, that helped me establish who I was. They didn't care about uh, their named being served. Mm. Um, they just did the work. It was yeah. it was natural, and so I I you know I've taken on that same mentality. Mm-hmm. I love seeing marriages grow. I love seeing other people grow in their faith. I have coined that saying that I have heard from uh, Pella, Iowa, where I also serve. But I, for counseling, is that God is not interested in where you've been. He's only interested in where you're going. Mm. And so really um, taking on, I just want to be that uh, woman of grace where people can tell me anything and Mm. not feel, absolutely, and not feel ashamed about it. Mm -hmm. Who cares? You know, at the end of the day, I just want to help you mm. go to the next level. Mm. And that's kind of what I get joy in. Yeah, for sure. that, that's, that's <laughs> awesome. Like, uh, 
to keep so. that light alive, you can join other humans absolutely, too. Like absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, um, before we get off, young Darlene, high school <laughs> Darlene, um, just one question, yeah. um, one quick one. Um, can you let us in on some challenges that yeah. you faced it in this time, whether it was within school, the school, or yeah. within yourself? Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, I absolutely have gone through a lot of challenges. Mm -hmm. I think um, going through uh, challenges of, I think one of the biggest ones uh, for myself, and then I'll talk about, you know, um, other challenges is, um, you know, with my faith growing mm. up. You know, it was really interesting because um, I think most of us form who we are based off of maybe who we're around mm -hmm. or the faith, my surroundings or the faith that you grew up in and so you know i said my mom grew up cogent church of god in christ so we would go to a lot of revivals mm. growing up but when my mom married we um went to the baptist church so mm -hmm. we were i was really raised in the baptist church mm. but it was highlighted with cogent so it was crazy that i really had to formulate my faith based off of uh, my own personal experience mm. with Jesus Christ. Okay. And so for me, that was really important. But I feel like some of my challenges were my faith was challenged in uh, uh, basically who I was. So I really had to make a decision that I didn't want religion, but mm. I wanted a relationship, yeah. which looked different to mm -hmm. me uh, with Jesus Christ. And so absolutely. I, absolutely. So in that, I feel like... Um, you know, when you kind of establish a little bit more of who you are and who you were raised around, you end up having friendships mm -hmm. drop along the way because you become like who you're surrounded with. Yes. So I think that was challenging in that I either had to choose my faith and my walk with the Lord Jesus Christ um, and, and let maybe old friendships go and let new ones rise up. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so yeah, so that was good. I made up a lot of mistakes, you know, growing up. And I think that's a part of just who we are as human beings. And so making a decision to learn from my mistakes, not repeat mm. that, that old stuff, yeah. right? You want to get to a place in your life where, uh, you know, uh, my nieces would, they use the words level up <laughs> a lot. <laughs> and so you really want to learn to level up yes, and, no, and, right, right. And, and keep that moving. Mm -hmm. So that was really challenging for me. Another challenge, uh, major challenge for, uh, my family and I is that, uh, when my son was born, um, he was, uh, uh, born very tiny. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so he had uh, lung problems growing mm. up. So we went through episodes where uh, he would just stop breathing and mm. we didn't know why he wasn't, they said he wasn't asthmatic, he wasn't this, he wasn't that. So we had went through, his medical file was quite thick. Uh, mm. So we had went through probably almost a two and a half year experience where uh, uh, we just didn't know what was going to happen to him. That's and so uh, that was really challenging. I feel like uh, in your life, you can have different pockets in your walk with the Lord. So mm -hmm. as a Christian woman, um, as a, maybe a married woman, as a business owner, as a mother, as a friend, as a daughter, all those things. So in different pockets or different walks of your life, your faith can be a 10, mm -hmm. but in other pockets, it could be a two. Mm. So uh, you don't develop that faith. You develop it through trials and tribulations. Mm. Yeah. The Bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for is the evidence of things not seen. Mm. So in my motherhood, I was young back then in my motherhood. 
So being challenged, I was like, my faith was like a two. Mm. And so after going through that experience, my faith began to grow because I had to trust the Lord. Um, it was all about trust. And so that's all I could do. Um, so when things, you when you feel like you cannot control anything, you really have to rely on your faith. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we're really not in control of anything. God is sovereign in all yes. things, but and we I just think we are. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So I just, I think I've learned and grown um, uh, along the way. Uh, I agree. That's, that's, that's wild. Like that's some real, <laughs> real world challenges that we yeah. face. On, um, some of them are daily for everybody yes. with their faith. But yeah. Like, Absolutely. Family. That's right. <laughs> a child. A lot of people can't relate to that. Yeah. Um, absolutely. So what was, what was a huge change for you in your transition from high school to college? Yeah, um, a huge transition for me was uh, really establishing my independence. You know, that um, that old saying of, you know, your parents, they taught you everything they possibly could mm-hmm. when you were in the, in the household. But then when you leave the household, you make a decision if you still want to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. You make a decision if you really want to stay up all night and mm-hmm. still go to class the next day. You really make a decision who you're really going to hang out with and you're not. And so I really would say my independence is what was um, uh, a huge change for mm-hmm. me and a challenge for me. Um, I I went to school, uh, college at Iowa State University, so I was not far, for, at least for my undergrad, I wasn't far away from home at all. So um, at the end of the day, um, if I wanted to run home for the weekend because I forgot something, it was just 30 minutes away, mm-hmm. I, could, I could do that, or even during the week. Um, and so, but I would say my faith grew tremendously when I was um, out of the house and I was uh, on my own. And mm-hmm. I, you begin to find out kind of who you're really made of mm-hmm. and um, if you experience what in your own personal walk what was either considered watered down or mm. if it was something of substance and mm-hmm. I think uh, Challenges. yeah mm-hmm. absolutely and I think I did and so you know for me back then in college I began to really establish more about my walk mm-hmm. with the Lord, not with what I was going to say. Okay. So I, it's, it was crazy. It wasn't that I was a silent Christian because I was not, but I definitely, um, immediately when I went there, I established the church that I was mm. going to go to. Immediately when I went there, I tried to establish some friendships mm-hmm. that were more faith-based because mm-hmm. I feel like um, your walk is much harder if you do not have support in your life. And if you grew up with trust issues, and all of us have, they're Mm -hmm. just different levels for everybody, you begin to determine, you find out who people are based off what they say and what they do. Mm -hmm. And so, again, everything uh, about um, my walk and the trials and tribulations I went through established who I am today. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so that was a little bit about, you know, what the transition was was like for me Mm -hmm. from high school uh, to college. Those little decisions, going to class, going to bed on time, that's not managed by anyone but yourself. Exactly, exactly, exactly. It really is. It's key. It really is. Um, In college, did you know that counseling was going to be the career for you? Crazy. No, I did not know (laughs) that. In fact, I thought I was going to do corporate training. I thought that I was going to work for corporations Mm. and, you know, um, uh, what was crazy is that I actually, when I left college, that I started out with a corporation thinking that's what I was going to do 
I think it, it's interesting because even though I thought uh, corporate training was what I was going to do, it was still in the lines of teaching mm-hmm. and edifying and, yeah. and building other people up. So it was still in the same area, but I quickly found out corporations was not on my heart. Mm. I, that's why I always tell people that, you know, um, as soon as you can, even if you're a freshman, start to volunteer in the areas that you think mm. that you want to be in because you want to, you don't want to get out of college and find those things out. If you can learn it ahead of time, it's so much easier, so mm. much better. Um, and that's why I always tell people, um, you know, even when you're doing internships or practicums or whatever, do everything that you can to uh, to work in those areas because mm-hmm. it's a lesson learned um, mm-hmm. of uh, what your likes and your dislikes are. Nice. Um, what other occupations did you hold before you became a counselor? Yeah. So, uh, like I said, I um, I remember my first job in one of the corporations was Blue Cross Blue Shield, and so mm-hmm. I started. Uh, just as a keyer, I began to work my my way up, but I found that it felt like a grind and not a good way. I just felt like, man, I'm not getting any joy out of this. Mm. And, um, you know, my supervisor was like, what are your goals? I told her this is what my goals were. She says, okay, I can help you get there. Mm. But I found out um, that glass ceiling was a lot different than I um, expected, and um, and I just didn't like it. And so I found out I liked helping people. Um, I liked encouraging people. I liked teaching, but I did not like the corporation. So mm. I did that. Um, I worked at, um, I remember I got out of that and I worked at a church just as a bookkeeper because I had an emphasis in business. So I had a little bit of accounting, a little bit of bookkeeping. And I found out, oh, I don't know if that's exactly what tedious. I, yes, it was tedious. <laughs> it wasn't exactly what I wanted to do. So then I found myself working at uh, nonprofits, and I mm. thought, okay, this is a little bit, I love the the, the care for people. Yes. Um, I felt like it was more ministry-based, and I mm. thought, okay, this is a little bit more of what I wanted to do. I mm-hmm. think I was doing some some house relief parenting at the Ruth Harbor House, and I thought, okay, I, I like this. Um, this is more of what I want to do, but I don't know if I want to do be like a house parent to them. And so, again... With every job I was establishing, I was narrowing down what I liked and what I didn't like. And so mm. that's uh, really kind of brought me to the place maybe a little bit more of where I am today. Okay. So, yeah, let's, let's get get into a little bit where you are today. So I want to know, like, what inspired you to become a counselor? Yeah, it's interesting because um, I, I wouldn't use, I shouldn't use the word weird because I believe it was definitely <laughs> a God thing. But I feel like I always... Um, felt like I was doing counseling when I was young because mm. I, I was in the group. I was the gal that everybody came to for advice mm. um, because it honestly organically happened. And was crazy, even when I worked at the corporation and I worked at Blue Cross Blue Shield, I'll never forget my supervisor saying to uh, the other employees, stop going to Darlene's desk. She is not your counselor. And I was not even a counselor then. So I always feel like I had the mantle of counsel on yeah. me. That gift was on me. I always say that you know what your gifts are mm. because your gifts will make room for you and other people will show up mm. in that area surrounding your gift. It really is a telltale sign mm. about who you are. And I always tell people never neglect that because, you know, a lot of people say, I don't know what my gift is. 
But I bet you if you ask five of your friends, they would be able to tell you what you're gifted at. A lot of times you don't know what your gift is because you are already doing your gift. And it feels so organically, you know, it feels so natural. So, yeah, that's kind of how I fell into counseling. And so um, I had and then I had another experience. I had um, a friend of my husband and I said had uh, approached me one time saying, hey, you know, I, I don't know if you know, but. Uh, they are giving scholarships uh, to minorities uh, for uh, receiving their master's mm. in social work. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I said, okay. I remember just hearing him out. And he said, I really think, it was a God thing. He said, I really think uh, you should um, go apply. And I was thinking, oh, to myself, I was saying, well, my grades were good, but I don't know if they were the great, enough, yeah, or, you know what I'm saying, yeah. to get a uh, academic scholarship. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, um, so the following Sunday, he said, Hey, did you go check it out? And I was like, no, I didn't check it out. He said, here, I, he said, I assumed you didn't. Here's the information. And he said, I'm going to bug you until I know that you've done that. That was such mm-hmm. a God thing. And so I thought, you know what? I'm going to do this. Need people like that. Right. I'm going to do this. Cause this brother is working a sister's <laughs> nerves. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to do it to and, get him off my back. Exactly. And Tommy, if you listening, thank you. <laughs> because he, T was the one who really pushed me to do that. And so I went and I was up against some, uh, old school folks that mm-hmm. had been in the field longer than I had been alive. And even the individual who was giving out the scholarships, kind of patted my head like this is going to be good experience for you in other words I don't know if you know you're going to get it but it's going to be good experience and I was um they picked like uh I want to say five people and then they had two alternates and so they called me to he called me to let me know and Dr. White called me to let me know um that uh or excuse me uh uh that I was not uh, picked, but I was an alternative. Mm-hmm. So I was sixth in line. And, um, uh, and what was crazy is that, uh, he said, if the, if the five, if one of the five had failed to do whatever they needed to do, or if they got sick or something that I would be next in mm. line and someone got sick, unfortunately, and I was next in line. Mm. And so I apologize. Dr. Black was his name. Um, who said to me, um, you are going to be starting school. So I got my, I went, got my master's from the University of Iowa. Mm. And, uh, you went to both. I, I went to both. Iowa. I went oh. to both. Okay. So you're a tweener. Yeah, okay. <laughs> exactly. So I, um, so that is where I learned everything. Mm. I, um, and so I had some old school people that were still in that group that they were also mentoring me while mm. I was actually in school. Nice. And there are a few of them that literally, um, uh, uh, Sandra McGee, who's passed away now, who was a beloved person, woman of God, who held my hand. Uh, she was old enough to be my mama, and she held my hand through college, and she had been in the field forever nice. and just really taught me the ropes and mm. um, helped me uh, formulate what I was gifted in within social work. Mm-hmm. And um, I started out uh, working at a Polk County hospital. Mm. Um, and I was raised old school where nothing was specialized. You learned everything. Mm. So I learned intakes, assessments, genograms. I learned all of the stuff that I needed to that helped me go into private practice, which mm. is crazy. Um, and so uh, at the Polk County hospital, like you filled in wherever the need was yeah. and I'm very grateful for that. You worked alongside of the doctors. Mm. Uh, you helped with when people were doing blood work. And so you, 
uh, help with uh, uh, the DSM-4 book diagnosis. So I literally, I started out traditional in every way. Um, so I worked for the hospitals. I contracted with DHS. I did all of the the old school stuff. And so, um, so when I went into private practice today, I did more of integrated approach. Mm. Um, so I kept that traditional, but just as a believer, I wanted to be able to come alongside of people and pray for them. Um, minister God's word, but allow them to come out with skill development, mm. uh, so creating protocols so that people felt like they had successes mm-hmm. coming out. And so I didn't want to be able to see someone for years and see no change. Mm. Um, and so, um, so yeah, so I just kind of created it based off my experience. And that's why I always say that whoever you are, even if you're in the same field as me, um, or you are doing what I am doing, you tailor it towards who you are. Mm. Uh, no, I mean, no one can be you and vice versa. There's only one in uh, um, handprint of someone else, you yeah. know. And so I always say that's the beautiful thing about being who you are. When you are being who you are, God will show up in areas that you least expect. Yes. And so um, I think that's a beautiful thing. And I always say there's room for everybody. Mm-hmm. I always feel like there is no competition. The only competition nope. is with yourself. Yep. And, right? And I agree with you. And one of, one of my favorite things I say, and I actually just put it on my merchandise coming out um, this month, is cheaper to be yourself. Yes, like, I love so, that. It's so like, it, important. It, absolutely. And, and I didn't even look at it from, I was looking at it from an earthly standpoint, but you just painted it. From a biblical or godly yes. standpoint, and it makes sense that way. It's yeah. more more than the earthly way to me. Absolutely, so, yeah. I'm I, glad I, you said that. Yeah, I just so I want to take that time to encourage everybody to show up being yourself mm-hmm. and and love who and love who you are. You are enough, and it is okay to do your grind, and you don't have to feel ashamed even about your failures as well as your success. There are some people who are ashamed of their success in fear, right? That others won't Won't be happy for them. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so at the end of the day, you still can be who you are, be successful, uh, uh, walk in the humility that God has called you to be in. Because at the end of the day, it really isn't about us, right? It's about edifying, building other people up with whatever venue you're in. Mm-hmm. And if you do it in that authentic way, God will bless you. Absolutely. He will increase your uh, your territory. Can I get an amen? Seriously. <laughs> amen. Um, I want you to leave us with this. Um, what, is there anything you wish to accomplish or continue to accomplish while in this counseling room. Yeah, I feel like um, it's crazy because uh, it was probably my son and other people who uh, kept saying to me, you know, mom, you, you, you're going to have to, I know you're raised old school, but you're going to have to uh, catch up with the times. You, mm-hmm. you should consider some uh, social media and all mm-hmm. of that. So it took me years to get to the point where I did Facebook and pod and now doing the podcast and doing um, Instagram, Instagram, Twitter, Twitter, yes, all those things. And so I even said, you know, writing the, the little books that I did were, it was very organic for Mm -hmm. me. It didn't, I didn't really have a goal of writing books uh, that just happened uh, where, again, like I said before, I was facilitating uh, personally some groups no. uh, for marriages. And people were asking me, where are you getting all this information? I said, well, it's in my head. They said, well, can you write it down for us? 
So I was supposed to be created as a booklet. Mm -hmm. And someone said, have you ever thought about getting that published? And that is how it organically Mm -hmm. happened. But yeah, I would like to um, continue to minister the gospel of Jesus Christ with women's conferences like Mm -hmm. I do. I still do that today where I generally travel and and um, I'm I'm I have a heart for women. I have mm. a heart for ministry. I have a heart for marriages and all of those things. So I would like to continue to do that and just uh, just to allow the Lord to enlarge my territory wherever that will take me. Mm. Um, training and development. Um, there's more products coming out for me as well um, that I'm currently working on today. I won't say those yet mm-hmm. until it's completely yeah, yeah, finished. Yeah. You know how that is. Absolutely. And just continue to grind and allow the Lord just to be big in my life. Mm. And I just want to be that person that shows up for someone else um, and maybe other people don't know uh, that I showed up for them because I want to uh, receive my crown and glory. I don't want to be the one that always says, yeah, I was there for X, Y, and Z. I just want to show up and be there for them and Mm -hmm. allow the Lord to bless me behind the scenes because of that reason. Absolutely. Um, Well, I think everybody pretty much know your process and your step to becoming who you are and i definitely encourage you to continue to do what you're doing thank you so much always a pleasure talking to you um pleasure meeting you um in the midst of the pandemic yes that's right um, keep doing your best but um anything you want to uh leave us with um or any uh thing you probably missed yeah i i just want to again leave everyone with is to um you know, check me out if you're not aware of my social media on Dr. Uh, Darlene Turner. Uh, you can check me out on, again, Facebook, uh, Twitter, um, Instagram. Um, I have um, a couple of books and have another one coming out. Um, the first one is Getting to Know You Before I Say I Do. Um, and the other one is called Getting to Know You After I Say I Do. And that is when that talks about more when the honeymoon phase is over, um, you know, doing marriage um, together. Um, and I just also um, just I want to thank everybody who's been a part of my walk, all those people that showed up. Uh, and didn't expect, um, you know, any praise for it. But I want to say thank you um, and for uh, being there for me um, during the good times and the bad times. Um, So I I thank God for that. Nice. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Darlene Turner and Juana King checking out.